welcome to barbershop.talk podcast all right hey in this podcast we talk about issues facing you concerns impacting your community you talked about it in the barbershop on saturday and we are going to talk about it today on our podcast my name is j-rod and i am your host I am located in Alphabet Studio in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I am joined with my co-host, KC. Thank you, J-Rod. It is a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.com podcast here at Alphabet Studios. I look forward to presenting topics we discuss in the shop, as well as the manner in which we discuss them. This would include the gamut from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun, all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of barbershop talk all right you are absolutely correct what do you mean by the flavor we are going to try to add or at least the excitement or the environment of the barbershop and bring it on our podcast that is our goal every tuesday night and we upload it tuesday night and you will definitely be able to listen to us on wednesday but with that being said, we do have to apologize to our listeners. We do appreciate your phone calls and your concern about our well-being that we was unable to do the podcast last night because of the bad weather here in Indianapolis, Indiana. I do appreciate your concerns about our well-being, and we are doing just fine. Oh, yeah, it was pretty rough. Uh, uh, I thought I was Eskimo there. I had so much snow around my house, it looked like one of those igloos. <laughs> I can believe that. Hey, in fact... There is very important news, very important news that I learned from all the snow. And I really think that they should advertise this a little bit more on the radio, at least on your no, local news or, uh, or the national news. I think this is critical. And this is what I have found out, is that you cannot shovel snow like you did when you was in your 20s and 30s when you are now in your 40s or 50s. It is simply impossible. You would not be able to do that. No way, Jose. That's right. I learned something else also uh, about this fall. All right. What is that? What is it's that? It's time for me to move south. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be a bad plan. Oh, 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 by the way, I forgot to introduce Arthur. He is back. He is off his suspension from last week. So, Arthur, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Arthur. It is good to be back. Well, I have to say welcome back as well. You know, Arthur, I know that you're very mean to Casey and I, but I do want to say I am truly happy that you have returned. Yeah, yeah welcome back, Arthur. Uh, we, we really did miss you, man, and uh, I'm hoping we can have a great relationship going forward. Yeah, you know, let's, let's cut out all the insults, I mean, the insults, right? Because you're pretty good at that, Arthur. So let's start off on a... Uh, what do you call it on a, a fresh start? A fresh start. All right. Okay. All right. Very well. I am here this week to add some intelligence to the conversation. This is imperative working with the two of you. See, we just said <laughs> we was going to have a fresh start with you, Arthur. <laughs> okay. All right. Obviously, they didn't rewire his circuitry. Well, apparently not. All right. So we're going to move into our first uh, um, topic of the day. In fact, this brought a lot of heated conversation in the barbershop. And so we really was talking about an interview that this woman conducted on TV. And we want to give you this background information 
So you know where we're going uh, with the topic. And yes, it involves Trump. This is the interview. Charles Manson spent 40 years in prison. He died in prison. And he didn't actually kill anybody. He was miles away when the Manson family committed murder in his name. Murders he incited them to commit. Y'all remember 9-11? Do you remember the names of any of the Al-Qaeda members that hijacked those planes and flew them into buildings? Or do you just remember Osama bin Laden, who was miles away and didn't fly one plane into one building? He incited them to. We killed him. Can you imagine if we brought him to trial and the jury said, nah, not guilty. He didn't fly those planes into those buildings. He just incited it. There are Americans right now being arrested for staging an insurrection and arrested for treason. Yet Donald Trump, who incited it, was found not guilty today. Can somebody please explain to me the difference between Manson, bin Laden, and Trump? Wow. 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 She's, she's right, though. Yes. She's right. Those are parallels. I agree. I agree. You know, every time I got, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, here's some of the things that uh, uh, I think, first of all, I think it's important that we define insight or incited. Right. So everybody understand what exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. So we can be on the same page. So, all right, Arthur, here you go. Show me your intelligence. Define insight or insight. Either one. Insight. Meaning. Encourage or stir up violent or unlawful behavior. Oh, that's a slam dunk. That's Trump's MO. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's exactly the MO. That's what he is all about. Yes. 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 All right. So I think we're on to something here. Because I think it it truly fits in this definition, right? So incite means encourage to stir up violence and unlawful behavior. And it was demonstrated when those people attacked the Capitol building. No question about it. So I think we pretty much got a slam dunk here. You know, but if I'm not mistaken, I think Trump, I think they, I think he was involved in something like this before. Hey, hey, Arthur, go in your, your data banks and, and let me know. Have Trump ever done this before? Yes. When Donald J. Trump was running for president in 2016, he pointed to some protesters at one of his rallies and told the crowd to get them out of here. The protesters, who said they were then viciously assaulted, sued him for inciting a riot. Cheater! That's right, he's a major cheater. He done this before. Excuse me. That's right, but no, no, he done this before. All right, so that should make it easy. So what was the outcome of that case? Uh, but I do remember this. I do remember he... I, I do too. Yeah. And in fact, he had some uh, some colorful language to go with that as well. <laughs> oh, really? What was the language? I kind of really... <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was really bad. <laughs> what did he say? Do you remember? Uh, something to the fact of, uh, you know, we used to beat them, beat them up, you know, or beat them up, you know, oh. something like that. Ew! <laughs> I yeah, I'm, I'm trying to keep it, you know, PG rate. I get it, I get it, I get it. All right, so let's find out about this lawsuit. Let's find out. Okay, Arthur, we're going to turn you on again and be nice to us and just let us know if he won the lawsuit or not. Mr. Trump won the suit. A federal appeals court, relying on a case concerning the Ku Klux Klan, ruled that his exhortation was protected by the First Amendment. What? You know what, though? That's kind of apropos. What? 
that he was lumped in with the Ku Klux Klan back then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. That's, that's pretty good. But, but I cannot ignore the fact that he won that lawsuit. I cannot believe that. You suck. That's right. It sucked pretty bad. Wow. And I'm assuming that the First Amendment is the uh, uh, protection of speech. Yeah, uh, the right of free speech. Yeah. And now that is crazy. Because he okay, all right, now hold on. But this is a little different, Casey, because oh, I know you did some homework and I know that you said, Hey, here's some evidence that we can use uh in uh the current case, right? And yeah. that's if we decide to file suit to Trump as a citizen versus this wacky, cracky uh Senate trial, which means absolutely nothing. In fact, the whole entire Senate, you are you're fired. That <laughs> is right. Yeah, if they decide to, to pursue a criminal trial, uh, there, there's a lot of series of actions that he undertook uh, that could be used uh, as evidence against him. Uh, first of all, uh, he continually told a lie about the election results, spreading that to um, all of his followers. And even though uh, he was 0 for 60 in the courts about there being any election fraud. Yeah, I remember that. Right. And that's all trouble. Somebody like, gimme, gimme, gimme. Gimme, 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 gimme. And the court says, no, 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 no. That's what the courts were telling him. No, 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 no. Get those suits out of here. Okay. So so he couldn't win this. He couldn't overturn the election in any legal manner. So this was kind of a backup plan. So there was this uh there's this group called Women for Trump. Hmm. And they had a rally. Uh, permit for a rally at the White House for January the 20th, which was the inauguration day. Mm-hmm, Trump mm-hmm. asked them to change that uh, that date, to request that date be changed to January 6th, oh, wow. which was the date of the uh, that the electoral ballots were being um, were being counted uh, by the by the Senate. And on that day, uh, Trump showed public support and invited several groups that had recently committed public violent acts and had vowed to commit violent acts on his behalf. Oh, women, stop right there for a second, Casey. Let me think about this just for a second. I got it. That's what he was talking about when he was on the debate stage. We're talking about, you know, uh, stand back and stand by. Exactly. The Proud Boys. um, There were several of these white nationalist groups, about a uh, roughly about a dozen of them under different different names and banners. Uh-huh. Uh, but he had been regularly communicating with them uh, through social media, uh, sending messages back and forth uh, from them to him and, and vice versa. That's crazy. That's so crazy! It crazy. is crazy. That that should be enough to get you thrown out of office. Anyway. But uh, so he invited all these groups to a big rally where he promised a wild time. Well, this... <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense without a dig on monkey. That's right. That's right. right. I'm sorry, Casey. I got I got excited. Oh, oh, Arthur yeah. did it. What are the other? And then once there, you know, he inflamed them with a bunch of rhetoric, such as trial by combat, uh, last chance to stop the steal of the election. Um, uh, he only used the word uh, or phrase peaceful demonstration once in this nearly hour-long speech, but he used the word fight well over two dozen times, including uh, fight, 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 fight like hell. 
um, he told them if they didn't uh, fight to take back the, uh, the, the, the White House now, that they would lose their country. And then he directed them uh, to the Capitol, which was a violation of the commit, because the commit was simply for a rally at the White House. It was not for uh, a march any, to any other destination. Hmm. And he told them uh, to take back our country with strength. Yeah, in, in fact, you are absolutely right. Because after he said that that phrase, there was a couple of things that you heard coming from the crowd, right? Now, we was there. We had some reporters there that reported some of the sounds. This is one that they heard when he said, take it back with force. Yeah. Okay, I know we heard that for a fact, coming from that little crowd. And then also, they tried to bring the police involved. We heard this <laughs> And that wasn't the ones that tried to stop him, right? Those are the ones that was actually belonged to some type of police force that was inside of the crowd. Yeah. And then, of course, when you hear that, you hear that sound. That's right. They had a couple of nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-nine-n
Take a hike. <laughs> I think that's even better. I think it's better. But regardless, it was an epic fail on his part. Epic fail. Epic fail. So therefore, therefore, I really do think if they had charged him as a citizen, that uh, they may have, well, uh, they're going to have much more success than they did with that uh, clown trial with the Senate. And in fact, I truly believe that his, even his own defense team said, if you truly felt that he did something wrong, you could have walked out that door and arrest him as a private citizen. That's what they said. All right, so you plant the seed. That's what, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> I cannot believe that he did that. Oh, baby. <laughs> that's right. Oh, baby, right. All right, so I guess now what we're going to do is that uh, – uh, you know, I, I, that's a pretty good topic. I think we just need to go ahead and take a break. What do you think? Sounds good. Yeah, we're doing Sounds this kind of early. We're doing that pretty early, but we're going to go ahead and take a break. And normally when we take a break, we just recognize our sponsors. And uh, first of all, we want to recognize our Out the Way um, studio sponsor. Actually, Out the Way is the actual name of the uh, uh, the company, but it has multitude of business with under that umbrella. In fact, they provide, Out the Way provide not only the studio that we uh, conduct our podcast. They also have custom-made t-shirts and other apparels. And if you have any interest in that, I want you to go ahead and email King Cap. And Cap is with A-K. It is King, K-I-N-G, Cap, K-A-P, 317 at gmail.com. And also our second sponsor is 421 Barbershop, located here in Indianapolis on Michigan Road, where good things happen to your hair. So if you want good things happening to your hair, just come on and visit any of our master barber, barbers. And in fact, I would like to tell you that we are a family barbershop. That's right. We dedicate our business to family. And we will also uh, make sure if you happen to drop your 14-year-old off, 13-year-old, 12-year-old, and say, I'm going to come pick you, pick you up, he is in a completely safe environment. Yeah, we've only had three lost kids in the last Three months, right? We're doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and in fact, I think they was runaways anyway. <laughs> but they had fresh cuts. Oh, they did look good. They did look good. Oh, by the way, I do want to put a reminder out there. Is that King Cap, the owner of Out the Way Studio, he does have a, a, a some singles being released. Uh, and let me give you a little sample of it. Hey. It's a party out in my head. Hey, hey. Tell one on the beat, I already know. It's a party out in my head. Uh-uh. I've been working hard, it's time to live today. Hey. It's a party out in my head. Hey. It's a party out in my head. It's a party out in my head. I've been working hard, it's time to live today. Hey. It's a party out in my head. It's a party out in my head. Body out in my head. After party after in LA. Hey, come out with go to someone in my head. Ah, she's talking me like the CIA. Hey, make her crazy off this bitch. Take the hay on the way. I'll make 20 from your crib. Oh, man. It's a party in out the way. Studios. Hey, man. I also just want to mention recently, I got a couple of new hoodies with the new. Barbershop.talk podcast logos on it. King Cap, you hooked me up. Thank you very much. Yeah, matter of fact, I do have to say the logo looked pretty good, and King Cap did an outstanding job 
uh, putting on apparel. There's on hoodies, we have caps, we have hats, whatever you want. Just go ahead and email King Cap. Remember, Cap is with a K. Uh, King Cap 317 at gmail.com to place your order. All right. Hey, I got to tell you, another conversation went on in the shop, and it was talking about chicken. Mm. Can you believe? Oh, Casey, come <laughs> on. Come on. You know, I don't know why this world thinks that every black person loves chicken. Uh, I, I do, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to let you get this this topic rolling, and then I'm going to jump in there. No, okay, that's fine, because, I, you know, I, I, I can't. Look, I, I just I don't know if I totally agree with that. I do have to say chicken is good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, I do like the chicken. I don't care if it's barbecue. I don't care if it's grilled. I don't care if it's fried. I just like the chicken. But however, let me get off of me. Let me get off of me. Because uh, um, there was a, a Dave was telling a story that when he was in Mississippi and again, I guess it's all over the country that we love chicken, but this is Dave's story, so I'm going to have you listen to this. I was in Mississippi doing a show, and I go to the restaurant to order some food, and uh, I say to the guy, I say, I would like to have, before I even finish my sentence, he says, the chicken. (laughs) I could not believe it. could not believe that shit. This man was absolutely right. I said, how did he know that I was going to get some chicken? I asked him, I said, how do you know that? How did you know I was going to get some chicken? He looked at me like I was crazy. Come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. Now, everybody knew as soon as you walked through the goddamn door, you're going to get some chicken. There's no secret down here that blacks and chickens are quite fond of one another. <laughs> All right, so that was the experience. Now, I know, Casey, you said you're going to wait till I kick it off because you have something to say. What did you have to say? Okay, first of all, it was a KFC. <laughs> so, you know, it got a narrow options. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to address this issue head on. Black people, you do love chicken. You absolutely do love chicken. Don't oh, try yeah. to deny it. That's right. Oh, yeah. However, the whole world loves chicken. We ain't the only ones that love chicken. Really? Uh, look, yeah. <laughs> Tell White me people it. love chicken. KFC, churches, Chick-fil-A, they ain't big change just because of black people. Oh, that's it. Now, okay, okay. Oh, I'll stop right there, KC. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you said church is chicken. That has to be a trick against the black people. Because, you know, we do go to church. And so when you put churches, chicken and church together. I get the bird in the bird. That's right. <laughs> yes, you get the bird in the bird. Okay, I, saw, I, I interrupt you. Go ahead. You're going to say something else. Okay. But Asians love chicken. Now, when you go to any Chinese restaurant, they got more chicken dishes than any other type of meat. Oh, my. Right? Oh, my. Yeah. It's the only meat that they attach military uh, symbols and colors to. General Souls chicken, orange chicken. Ain't nobody talking about Colonel Beef. 
So, yes, black people, we do love chicken. But we ain't the only one. Okay, all right. Okay, okay, okay. You got your point. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, hold. Okay, all right. You made your point. That's right. We do love the chicken. Audience, do you love chicken? They really like the chicken. Wow. Uh oh. Well, looky here. All right. Well, that's for the chicken lovers. <laughs> Excuse me. That's right. You a chicken lover, too. And don't try to camouflage your voice, Arthur, because I know that was you. But, but now that does brings up, bring up the age-old question. What came first, the chicken or the black man that loved it? <laughs> well, I got the chicken. I'm saying the chicken. <laughs> that was kind of crazy. That was crazy. Tune in next week when we discuss watermelon. Yeah, and tuna fish, <laughs> tuna casserole. All right, all right. All right. Now, okay. Now there is some history behind. All these stereotypes about the chicken and the wallabella, but I guess we could talk about that in the next podcast. But there is some basis of where these stereotypes have developed uh, over the years. Yeah, and and I believe people have taken a narrow observation, and they've taken that narrow observation, and then they made it a broad general stereotype of a group of people. And you know, it happens all the time for everybody in all walks of life. Uh, but we do love chicken, but we ain't the only ones. That's right. And matter of fact, I'm going to add on to that, get a little bit of history why or how the stereotype of African-Americans loving watermelons. Uh, and it, it, it came from this, is that, you know, slaves worked in the field, right? They worked in the fields. They didn't get breaks. They didn't have any laws to say you get a 15-minute break in the morning, 15-minute break in the afternoon, and an hour lunch non-existent so they can work from sun up to sun down and they didn't have a break but however uh down in the south is that it was known that if something was damaged they would give it to the slaves and i'm talking some type of produce was damaged so when the wall of metal was damaged it was cracked it broke what they used to do is throw it in the fields and when they threw it in the fields the slaves would flock over there uh really for survival because they didn't get any water uh they didn't get anything any breaks so the watermelon was that water and it was nourishment for them. And sugar also create energy. So that's really what it came from the history of actually that the, the masters or, or slave owners was throwing the damaged goods of watermelons in the fields and the slave was flocking over there really for uh, survival reasons. And that's how that stereotype uh, occurred. And that's true. I'm gonna add one more scientific uh, footnote to that. Uh, black people are, are predisposed genetically to watermelon. So that's the other part. <laughs> well, I guess you can't say that. Because <laughs> we do love that watermelon. <laughs> but in the future in the podcast, we got to talk about uh, stereotypes that have developed for the African American community and then research the background of how that uh, uh, stereotype. That ought to be next week's topic. So now you got a heads up. Be ready to tune in next week. That's right. We're going to talk about stereotypes in the history of how they came about.
All right. With that being said, whew, our time have really flew this time around. So what I'm going to go ahead and do, I am going to sign off. So this is Jay Ross signing off. First of all, I'd like to thank you, listeners. We cannot be here without your support, without you following us. And please continue to give us those comments. We truly appreciate those comments. And Arthur do too, even though he thinks he is the most intelligent in the room. All right. With that being said, I am going to go ahead and sign off and give it over to KC, and he can do the same. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, Barbershop.talk Podcast, available on your favorite podcast platforms. Let's have peace in the streets. Be wise, be safe, and be loved. And we say, Go Mob. Barbershop.talk Podcast. Thank you.